The EU is born out of a love for Star Wars. That's what it really is. The EU will be a legacy that's mined forever. And I think that that's the challenge for all of us going forward with Star Wars. How are we responsible with what was? You say recording on everybody's end? Yes. Uh, yes, it does. All right. And here we go. Welcome to the Star Wars Brothers Podcast. I'm Cliff Boyd, and I'm here with John Boyd. Hey! And this week we have two very special guests, uh, Mr. Brian Holton. Hey, what's up, everybody? And Mr. Chris, uh, what is it again? Car. Car, okay, okay. That's what I was going to say, and I was like, wait, I don't think that's right. (laughs) How you guys doing? (laughs) Me, Me and Brian are friends. John and Chris are friends. Uh, we live in different states, John and I do, um, and uh, and 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 so we brought a couple of our friends on this week because this week we are going to be talking about some legends, Star Wars legends material, and John and I know pretty much nothing. Uh, I mean, maybe a, a tiny bit. And we'll talk about that, but but before we do, uh, as we always do, we're going to start start out with uh, with what I think is probably for most people the highlight of the episode. You know, you got to get a laugh every now and then. And it, a cringe doesn't hurt either. Get your blood flowing, you know, get your brain moving. So cringe, laugh, whatever you need to do. What is R2-D2 short for? He has little legs. Groan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> awesome. All right. Hey, so, so I actually have an R2-D2 uh joke as well or a droid joke i guess you could say uh so what do you call a pirate droid pirate droid r something with r2 right r2d2 okay all right that's what i thought john you spoiled the punchline i know i was like it can't be that simple it's gotta be it was that simple it was that simple all right, Chris, Brian, do y'all have any Star Wars jokes you can tell us? Well, I uh, I met Darth Vader's wife the other day. Oh, no. Ella. Ella Vader. <laughs> <laughs> Groan. That's, that's a uh, I, I feel bad for laughing at it. Uh, <laughs> we, but it is better than mine because I, I, I couldn't think of anything. That's okay. That's all right. We didn't give y'all any heads up about our... Uh, um, our Star Wars joke telling here, and uh, so what? What? What we're doing today is we're gonna we we really want to get you guys talking and just hear from you what is so great about the Star Wars Legends content. Let y'all reminisce about uh, about <laughs> a a history that has now been lost to the uh, to the to the Disney steamroller here, um, and. <laughs> Uh, and so we're taking a break from our Clone Wars discussion, and and I want to know um, before before we really get into the legend stuff, and we will. I, I do want to know a little bit about y'all's background with Star Wars. What what are some of your earliest? Maybe if you can think of your earliest, that'd be great. What is what was your introduction to Star Wars, or what were some of your earliest Star Wars memories, Chris? Uh, you know, it was one of you. I think it might have been John had something very similar in that first episode. And I was in a situation where I was sick or something. I had to go with my mom to to her office where they had like an extra waiting room. She worked at a, at a clinic and she let me run by the movie store with her and just pick out whatever I wanted to. 
And I remember getting episode six and I think I watched it like four times that day. I would just finish it and I'd rewind it and watch it again. And so that was like my earliest kind of experience with it. And then I watched all of the original movies, loved those. And I was real young at the time. Um, you, you know, of course not when they came out, but watching them on VHS. Uh, and then I, I kind of liked, loved everything about it. Um, like you said, played games, you know, on early PC games, played Shadows of the Empire on 64, uh, and then started getting into it. Once I, I think I was actually driving before I started getting into the books, but because uh, I remember going, like I would drive myself to a bookstore and just look for any Star Wars books they had, and I wasn't smart enough to read them in order, and I would just grab whatever because the covers looked cool, and I would read them, uh, and it was just some of the, I don't know, I guess that's what kids would do later on buying Harry Potter or whatever, but I was doing it with Star Wars books and it was, I don't know, just loved every bit of it. Even if it was looking back at it now, kind of stupid stories, but I don't know if that okay. makes yeah. any sense. So what, what PC games? I'm curious. I'm big into video games, but I'm curious what PC games you were playing. Honestly, I, I would have to look up the names of them. They, they were dark forces. Maybe uh, X-wing versus dark. tie fighter. I did play X-Wing uh, versus TIE Fighter, uh, uh, and I think I had, like, the 12 floppy disks that it took to install that stupid thing <laughs> or whatever. Um, yeah. But there was one, there's one that I remember playing real early, and it was it was almost like video, like video graphics, like something had been pre-recorded. It was very strange looking, and it was not a first-person shooter because there wasn't any fluidity to it. it. You were stuck still and shooting your, you know, lasers or whatever at, uh, shooting blasters at, at enemies and then driving the Millennium Falcon through a canyon or something. It's, it was super old. It looked terrible. I'd love to go back and play it. But I don't remember the cool. name. Cool. Yeah. It was, long, it was yeah. a long time ago. That's cool. That stuff's fun to go and search and figure out what it was. And yeah. look at. I'm sure it's on YouTube. You can find anything on YouTube. Yes. Yeah. Uh, one of the, one of the obscure games I remember playing was I think it was called Yoda Stories, and it was a little PC like flash game, top down view. I, I I think I don't remember if you played as Luke or Yoda or what, but it was. I'm sure it was a horrible game, but but a yeah. really obscure, weird game that I just remember remember playing growing up. Mm-hmm. So, all right, Brian, what's uh, what's your history with Star Wars? Let's hear some of the early stuff. Introduction. Well, By the way, before before we get into, I'm sorry to interrupt, but. Uh, I want to contextualize a little bit generationally where we're all at. Cause I actually don't know. So I, uh, I was born in 85. And so like, I, I believe that episode one, I always associate that with junior high in my head. Uh, I believe I was in junior high when episode one came out. I think it was the target demographic for us. That's sort of how I contextualize myself with star Wars. Uh, what are y'all's, uh, you know, what generation are y'all in? What did y'all, what did y'all, grow up with maybe maybe your early memories will reveal that brian but before we get to that chris were you are you about about our age here yeah i'm, I'm just saying, we're only two years apart yeah i think i'm, I'm two years old i was born in 83 um okay so yeah. not not much different we're all than pretty you. close and and honestly the only reason i remember those real early pc games um is my dad worked on, on computers for the, the national guard so we always like had oh cool computer and networking stuff in the house before and you know most other people did kind of in our area so like originally it was me watching him kind of fiddle with this thing that he didn't actually care about at all uh but he thought me and my brother would like it um so that's why we got into it 
Cool. All right, and my Brian, dad doesn't doesn't care for Star Wars at all. So. Ah, okay. Well, generationally for me, I, I think I'm the oldest. I was born in '81, um, and so for me, my earliest memory is Christmas of 1984, when my two older brothers, who are five and six years older than me, who saw Jedi in the theater the year before, mm-hmm. got for Christmas a slew, a treasure trove of Star Wars toys. Um, and by that, we're talking about a Millennium Falcon, an X-Wing, a TIE Interceptor, Darth Vader's TIE, fi, TIE Fighter, um, a, a Lambda-class shuttle, you know, Darth Vader's shuttles with the, have the, yeah. the folding-down wings, the tri-wings, um, and a, a couple of dozen characters. My, my grandmother spoiled my two older brothers rotten. Um, and I remember playing with those things as a preschool age kid and ticking my brothers off when I left the TIE fighter in pieces in the hallway. Um, oh, no. <laughs> and, um, and I also got sometime in my early elementary years, kindergarten, first grade, somewhere in there, uh, I received in the mail, in the mail through some sort of special like cereal box offer, my own Darth Vader's action figure whose lightsaber came out of his arm and everything. Um, and, and I was, you know, on cloud nine that I, I had my own star Wars toys. Um, and so I, I, I grew up with it literally. Those are some of my earliest memories as a kid, uh, are playing with, uh, those toys and then seeing the films happened very early as well. Um, the next year, 1985 HBO, um, aired all three films, uh, which that was, you know, that was big in the eighties. Um, mm-hmm. for the home box office to actually get big films like that. And we had a friend who had a early VHS um, recorder and recorded them um, from in that good old 4 by 3 format um, with the Tuscan Raiders cut off and everything. You couldn't see them over there off of the Perfect. side of the yeah. screen because I didn't see them until 1997. Um, <laughs> 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 and and, uh, and, and we, I, I watched those from you know, elementary age, um, cool age of about five or, or so. I, I saw all three of them in context and, and just watched them and 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 watched them. Um, and I mean, those were the films to constantly go back to when you, Hey, what are we going to watch? Oh, let's watch empire, you know, or let's watch Jedi. Um, and, uh, you know, occasionally we'd say, yeah, let's watch new hope too. Um, but you know, usually it was empire or Jedi. Um, okay. And then okay. as a, uh, as a middle school age kid, um, middle school age, early high school, um, I started getting into the legends, uh, by accident. My older brother, again, one of my older brothers had a uh, hardback of what is the dark force rising, um, book, which is the second book of the original grand grand Admiral Thrawn trilogy. Um, and I started with that book and then went back and found book one and book three and read the whole trilogy all the way through again. Um, and then the next year, the special editions came out. Um, and then I saw episode one on my graduation, high school graduation night. And okay. uh, is, yeah. the rest is history. I've, I've, I've gone to see every single one of them on opening night or as soon after opening night as possible ever since. Uh, yeah. I haven't missed one. <clears throat> and I before. know, Brian, you've, you've reacquired some of those toys. I have. Uh, I, I, I was hoping to be able to do this in that room tonight with us as my background, but it's right next to my son's rooms and they're already asleep for the night. So yeah. such is life. 
Very cool. But yeah, I, I have All finally right. acquired those that collection <laughs> that I didn't get to play with as a kid, as an adult, and I'm not playing with it now either. Oh yeah, display purposes only. <laughs> At yep. some point, toys stop being toys. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> they they are trophies to, now. Right, right, right. There's, I think there's a that second Toy Story movie is kind of like that, right? It's mm-hmm. kind of about that about. Should toys be collectibles or should we keep playing with them? I don't know. Yeah. Good question. Good question that we're not going to discuss. What we are going to discuss <laughs> before we get into Legends, <laughs> the Legends stuff, is I want to get, and uh, we'll start with you this time, Brian. We want to keep this mostly positive, all right? So, and I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on this. I don't want to get into all the reasons why. You can give a little bit if you want to. I want to know your top three films, okay? Top three films. And again, want to keep it mostly positive. So at the end, if you want to, after you've told us what your top three films are, you can cough out your bottom three films really fast. But you got to you got to cough them out. Like gotcha, gotcha. I, I think I can whatever they whatever they are. So, <laughs> if it's four, five, and six, and I know it's not right. Yeah, you, you no. Go, you just yeah. Top three. Let's hear it. Number three. Uh, I would start with. Um, um, probably Revenge of the Sith, um, episode three. Um, that was just, it was just a good enough story to redeem what had happened prior, uh, episode three. Yeah. Um, and this it was top three, this is three to one. Are you going? Yeah, I'm going three to one. Okay. Yeah. Three Got to it. one. Um, and, uh, that was, I mean, that was the culmination that we had been waiting for with that entire entire trilogy was seeing Anakin's real fall, his conflict, his struggle, his pain, um, and how he ultimately just fell off the deep end and ceased to be Anakin Skywalker and became Darth Vader. Um, the, the emotion of that, I think they did a pretty good job with, uh, for the most part, um, special effects were amazing. Um, I still get chills though, when I watch, Anakin and the 501st Legion marching into the Jedi Temple to mm-hmm. execute Order 66. Um, mm-hmm. That entire sequence, Order 66, continues to be one of my favorite sequences in all of, of Star Wars because it has so much gravitas. Cool. Um, it is so cool incredibly word important to the Star Wars universe. With, without that moment, everything that happens in the original trilogy is kind of pointless. Yeah. You know? um, cool. My number two film would probably be solo um and that's that's mostly because in my mind i look back at that film as being closer to to the original story type um in terms of it's a it's a heist it's a heist film you know and in the original uh new hope it was a jailbreak film it was a rescue and then it ended up being against impossible odds and and you kind of see how this, this innocent kid who's stuck, you know, breaks out and becomes this, this scoundrel, how he becomes a scoundrel, you know, um, right down to the very end, you shot first. And I was like, man, yes, Han shot first. That's right. Um, and, and there were just so many things about that, getting to see the Kessel run and them explaining why 12 parsecs is really important because it was about taking the shortcut, not about the speed. You know, it, you could only get there through one way. And they explained that for the first time. They mentioned that for the first time in the legends. Um, and I'm, I'm trying to remember. Really? I think, the, 
Yes, the Jedi Search uh, trilogy actually mentions, so I'm kind of getting ahead of myself here, but the Jedi Search trilogy mentions the concept of the Maw, that that cloud of, of, you know, asteroids and black holes and and anomaly space, that there was really only one way to get there, um, and that Han had somehow subverted that. But That's they never cool. really talked about it, and they, they they never really established that. So to get to see that yeah. film, to get to see how Han Solo becomes the scoundrel, how he learns to not trust people anymore and, and loses that confidence and kind of relies on himself, getting to see him meet Chewbacca was fun. That was cool. fun for me. All right, and, and uh, what's before you do your number one, let's hear Chris's three and two. Uh, this is such a hard thing um, because – I mean, part of me wants to answer this based on, I guess, like personal feelings or emotions of watching those movies. And and the other part of me wants to look at it from which one's a better film, you know, and I have a lot of trouble with that. Um, sure. So Go I guess whatever I'm gonna, way you want. <laughs> I'm going to put number three at uh, Rogue One, probably. Um, it is a movie I didn't, I went in with such low expectations. I, I had... I'd say kind of got burned out with, with what Disney was doing in general. Um, so uh, when I went in to see it, and I don't know if that plays into that, you know, high opinion of it, but it, it was such a, but we knew how kind of how it was going to end. Right. But to still have it hold that much impact through those scenes, especially leading up to the very end. And then the Vader scene at the very end was, I mean, that, uh, I mean, we all know Vader's bad, right? But but seeing that was just a, on a whole other level, and it was enough, I think, to to kind of like catapult that movie for me. Um, yeah, I'm a sucker for That's happy it. endings, so I'm out a little bit of trouble uh, with that. that. <laughs> not a happy ending, uh, you know, not a happy ending. But it it ties everything together as well as you possibly could, uh, you know, in this in this series. I mean, there's so many things left unsaid, and then they like, hey, let's try to fill it in, and I think they did a, a really good job with it. Um, so we have Rogue One, probably my number three, my number two, probably five. Um, uh, my mind's going blank. Uh, somebody help me out here. Empire. Empire. Yeah, Empire Strikes Back. Um, that one really kind of upped the, I mean, the action and the, and the, the, the dread and power of the, uh, of the Empire, where in, in four, as much as, they, they were almost inept in, in, at times, you know, with some of the things that they did. So seeing them kind of uh, re, re, what they could be, you know, what level they could get up to, I think was, was really nice to see. But um, I, I just, I think it just tied it, you know, uh, it, it brings it back down. It uh, The scenes with, with Luke, uh, you know, training and stuff, and I'm a sucker for a, a good montage. Um, it, okay, hang comes, on, hang on, hang on. Oh, I'm sorry. Were you done explaining your number five? Yeah. You, stop yes, before I'm you get to stop. one. Let me stop. You don't have to stop. You can keep going. I thought you were about to say number one. So. No, no, no. Yeah. No, we're good. We're good. All right, John. Uh, you, you're going to try to guess Brian's number one, and I'm going to try to guess Chris's here. So, John, what do you think Brian's number one choice is based on his other two choices? Okay. Which so, were three and solo. What's his number one? Uh, yeah. So based on those two, I'd have to say the holiday special. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, that's painful, John. Thanks, man. Kidding, kidding. 
I say that because those were in my bottom three. Um, <laughs> both of those that you already mentioned. Uh, oh, I, you know, I don't, let's see. Um, I don't, Rogue One. Nope. No. All no, right. Let's hear it. Empire. Empire. Number one. Without a doubt, Empire. Um, the, uh, the, the act two of a, of a, of a trilogy, a good second act has got to be where things just fall apart and things go off the rails. And boy, boy, do they go off the rails. I mean, it starts off with a defeat for the rebellion and just goes downhill from there. You know, um, it, 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 you've, and, and then you introduce this wonderful quirky character of Yoda, you know, um, and, and, and how many, how many things does Yoda have in that film that are quotable? Like all of his lines, you know, um, because yeah, they're profound, much. they're important. Uh, he has things to say that are of value. Um, but the discovery of, of Darth Vader as Luke's father, you know, from a cinematic history perspective, that changed movies. That, sure. that changed movies for them to, to hold such a secret. I mean, that's why, that's why Marvel and Disney and places, people today make these contracts that say, you do not say anything about that film or we will take your money, we will take your life, you know, because it ruins movies and people used to do that all the time. But for this we, movie, it was the beginning of keeping a secret from the audience and even from the rest of the cast and the yeah, crew. That's true. I mean, the only people that knew it were, were George, Irving Kirshner, James Earl Jones, eventually he knew it. And then, uh, well, and we, we can't forget Gary, Gary Kurtz because he was part of the editing team. But uh, but Mark Hamill, you know, that, they were and, and they were sitting there in the theater looking at Carrie Fisher and, and Harrison Ford who were going, what? You know, <laughs> and 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 such a moment. And, and then for Han to be unknown in the end of is he is, is he going to return? You know, wh what's the story for Han going to be as he goes off carted off by Boba Fett and Carbonite? I mean, the ending of that story. Is just like it's literally got you sitting there going, "What's coming next? What? What? I, I want to know how this ends." And that's what—that's good movie making. That's good storytelling. Cool. Hundred percent. All right. Uh, so I get to guess Chris's, and honestly, I am, I am stumped um, because Empire being in number two, uh, John. You know, I've, I've talked to talked to John a little bit about you and, and, and <laughs> yeah. Brian before, so. Um, knowing y'all were both going to be on this podcast, uh, Brian, Brian, Brian's thinking it's six. I don't think it's six. I don't think it's six. Um, you know, I'm just trying to remember what I've heard. I think you see, I thought five was, I thought five was going to be your number one. So I'm going to think, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that you are a, no, not three. I don't think you like the prequels that much. I'll go, I'm going with, uh, Three. I'm going with three. Going with three. Three's your number one. It is? No, no, no. It's okay. Not. Sorry. No, no. Not. <laughs> oh, it's not. Okay. No, close. No. Now, um, I, I oh, like... nine. Did you say nine no, is no, your no. number one? No. <laughs> oh, lay the gauntlet down. <laughs> uh, no, Brian, Brian was right. Six is my number one. Uh, okay. All right. All right. Th that is, uh, you know what? I, I actually, when I was listening to your first episode, I sent a message to John 
And I, I sent him my list. I said, this is the list. This is like, it, it can't change. This is what it is. And then I listened to all of y'all talk and my list was constantly changing while I was listening to everybody, which makes no sense. But, um, John, John was real big on six and, uh, I just listening to him recount his, his emotions when he was watching it brought all that back. I mean, it was the first one I ever saw. Right. And so that's why I say I have, I know it's not the best film. I, I, I don't think it's the best film in the group, but it, it, it if it's on, I'm going to watch it over most of the other ones. Yeah. Um, okay. the, yes, the Ewoks are goofy. I still love them. So I have a, yep, yep. that's, <laughs> that's kind of, I mean, levitating C-3PO in a chair because they're washerman as a God. It's, it is dumb. It is dumb but I love it anyway. And so I keep, uh, that's, that's the one that's at the top of my list. The, the, the feelings of, of the emotion of it, um, the power that Luke gets the, I, honestly, one of the things I like the most about it is, um, the saber fight at the end on the on death star 2.0. Um, there's such like anger and force in the way that they're just going at each other. And it is like that one, that one just kind of gets me going. Um, I love like, you know, the Darth Maul stuff, but it's just so fast and CG and everything else. It takes some of the weight out of it. And uh, so I really like watching the, uh, the style of fighting um, in, in six. Uh, cool. You've got, you know, Lando coming in at the end. I mean, it's just, everything's there. Uh, and there's so much of it. Um, I, I will say one, I almost swapped three with my next one. I know I don't want to get too far into this. The, the one that was back and forth with it is actually the force awakens as much as I dislike some of the stuff Disney's done. Um, yeah. I watched that movie like four times in the theaters. I had such a, uh, a yearning to, to get back to star Wars. I think that mm. that one really holds yeah. a, a place for me there. Yeah. Sure. All right. No coughs. I didn't hear any coughs. Y'all want to cough, cough out your bottom three real quick. Attack of the clones. <laughs> all right. Just don't need three. That's all three. <laughs> that is the bottom three. <laughs> I'd say eight. It's eight. Eight is the worst. It just can. You got a cop. You can't just say it. We're, staying, we're keeping positive. Okay. I do have a confession to make real quick. Okay. Uh, and I've told John this. Yeah. I have not watched none. Oh. I have not seen okay. it. I, I was, I was. I was so put off by eight. Like, I'm not okay. much. I, I watched eight in the. I watched eight opening day. <laughs> I, I finished it and I was like, oh, I was, you know, it's pretty good. And then I'm driving home, and the more, the more I'm thinking about it, the, the, the more annoyed I'm getting, and I'm just thinking about it, thinking about it. And I got so to the point, I was just like, I don't want Disney to screw up any more <laughs> of my love for Star Wars. And uh, and I think I, I told John, I basically just said. To me, it doesn't exist. I'm going to just enjoy my books, and that's still canon for me. You know, I know it's not, but that's kind of the opinion I had to land on. Truth. Maybe you could Truth. watch it, it and just pretend no. like it's fan fiction or something. You well, know? John, John talked me into watching it. I just haven't, I just haven't yet, but he, he said it fixes some of the issues. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a shot. Yeah. A lot of people thought he, he, he did a bad job handling eight, um, and I think he did, a re- did some really good things uh, that, that do tie it together. So. Look, yeah, Matt has like problems. To, Heads up, like don't go in with super uh, high expectations, but um, but you know we love it. Well, I love all of them. Though, so. My I expectations may be so low that I might, <laughs> I might love. That's it. true. It's like you know maybe it'll, maybe it'll be great. <laughs> I would like to give a shout out to Rogue One though, uh, because I, that mm. that's kind of my honorable mention. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes down to it, Revenge of the Sith and Rogue One 
I, I struggle with those two in terms of which one makes my top three. And some days it's Rogue One, some days it's it's three. Um, cool. But I mean, because Rogue One is a, a a fascinating story that we've all wanted to know since 1977. You know, um, so that one was beautiful to see, and it was very well done. Good storytelling as well, even though we all knew the ending. We all knew the ending. Um, but they told it in such a way that it was powerful. And Darth Vader, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so cool. Yep. All right. Let's get into the legends discussion. So, what, uh, Chris? You've kind of already given us some of the background. I guess you you had too, Brian, um, on on what your exposure is to 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 the legends content. And really, well, the main thing I, we've spent a lot of time talking already. The main thing that I was hoping we could do this episode is just feel the love from you guys feel some of the passion about what specific things about the legends material that you just really really love and you can reminisce a little bit be like i wish they hadn't done it away because of this and and that's fine but but i really uh you know as positive as we can keep it is is what i prefer because i really just want to hear some passion i love hearing people's passion and i want to hear what you're passionate about about the legends material and uh, and maybe why it should still be revisited even though the canon has been reset you know one of the things that i've mentioned in the past on this podcast is that i i personally kind of liked it when they reset the canon because it, it made it attainable for me you know it made it to where it wasn't this huge vast you know endless sea of of, of never-ending star wars lore that i was never going to completely expose myself to to something that like if i you know if i stay with it i could probably eventually have a really good grasp of of star wars canon the official canon um that uh and that i don't know something about that is is fun for me um but that doesn't mean the legend stuff isn't great and so i just want to hear i want to hear some of y'all's passion come out today and, and hear some of the things that you really really love about the legends star wars legends material um or maybe the the uh, the only canon, right, Chris? <laughs> yes. We're pretending like the new stuff doesn't exist. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> well, at least I've got uh, the who best wants to start there. So I, I asked y'all to kind of think of. Well, we sort of asked y'all last second to kind of think of three things that uh, from that legends material that that really stood out to you, that really resonate with you. Maybe a top three or just three that you really love. Three stories or three pieces of media or whatever. And uh, who wants to start there? We'll go one at a time and just go back I'll, and forth. I'll dive in. Okay, I'll good. dive in. Um, <laughs> uh, so, top three. The, the Well, just do one. Just do one. Don't mention them all three. Okay. Just mention one at a time. All right. Just well, talk let, about let one me, of them. Let me start with, with, with the top part of the sure. extended universe. And that is what really started the extended universe in 1994. And that is the Grand Admiral Thrawn trilogy. Oh, and let um, me mention this too. Um, John and I are, are pretty still, we're in like season three of the Clone Wars and we've seen very little of the new canon stuff. If there are any things in your Legends discussion that could potentially majorly spoil us on the trajectory that we're headed on <laughs> that y'all are aware of, you don't have to be too careful of it, but maybe just try to try to beat around the bush about we'll, it. So we'll we be vague. Enjoy, <laughs> yeah, we can still enjoy the, the great yeah. stuff that, that we have in store for us. Yeah. So the, the Grand Admiral Thrawn trilogy, Grand Admiral Thrawn is a character that is brought back in the new canon. He's, he is a current character. He survived the cool. cut um, because he is such a compelling character. Yep. Um, when you read that original trilogy, 
I was glued to it. And I started in the second book of the original trilogy, but I was just captivated by this guy. He was, he was a threat, but he wasn't like menacing. He was, he was brilliant. You know, um, he was, he was constantly maneuvering and, and was a brilliant strategist and tactician. Um, and, and, and just he made him a great character and he was a force to be reckoned with. Without is he a bad guy, good guy? What part he of the is, he in? is What's a, uh, so the, the Grand Admiral Thrawn trilogy, the original one came, uh, took place approximately 20 years, uh, after the end of, uh, Return of the Jedi. So, um, it's supposed to be just far enough in the future, uh, that everybody's moving on. Um, Han, I, well, I don't want to, I don't want to say too much without spoiling everything. Um, but uh, the characters have moved on to another level. The New Republic has been established. The Empire is practically non-existent. It is on the fringes of the galaxy, much like the First Order in the sequels, um, which is really where the inspiration for the First Order comes from, and that is the fact that the Empire never really disappeared in the extended universe. It continued to be a threat. It was just kind of a dread in the background that comes forward again and becomes a major threat to the galaxy. Um, and that is through Grand Admiral Thrawn, who is kind of uh, Emperor Palpatine's secret weapon that he has stored away and stashed away Ooh. to wait for the right time to come back and reestablish the Empire, which, again, the First Order concept from the sequels is kind of stolen from. So that... Okay. That gives the, that what they did with the First Order in the sequels, you know, a certain amount of uh, legitimacy. Um, I just don't think they used the brilliant character that, that Grand Admiral Thrawn is quite the same way. Uh, there were some other really compelling characters in there, characters that were po political characters, um, such as uh, Borsk Fela. Borsk Fela was one of the Bothans, okay? Do, uh, do you remember Bothans from the original trilogy? I definitely remember the name. They're the ones who died to seal the plans for the second death. Right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mon okay. Mothma said many Bothans died. Yeah. Exactly. So right. he was a Bothan. He was one of those, those the leader of that spy ring who becomes a political force in the New Republic, and he becomes a political threat to the New Republic as well. So um, these are the so, blue guys, right? The yeah. blue guys. Uh-huh. Okay. And really, really, really compelling character, Borsk Fela, is he, because he is – He's supposed to be on the right side, but he's kind of a, a subversive in some ways. He's trying to take power for himself. So they, they dive into the political uh, infighting that is happening in the New Republic as well. And we get nothing about the New Republic in the sequels, but the, the extended universe originally dealt a lot with what was happening in the rebuilding of the New Republic. Uh, and Ooh. that was very compelling for me as well. Um, we had some blue aliens. aliens in the Clone Wars cartoon too. Is this the same same race? Or are we different? different um, I don't think here? we. I don't think you guys have seen. I don't think we ever see Bothans in in uh, Got it. Clone okay. Wars. I don't there's know. some Bothans there's some blue the, ones. That Bothans, senator, Bothans you know, John, don't look like us. Senator. Bothans do not look like us. So they no. Do. Bothans are kind of like goats. Yeah, they're oh, they're, they're very hairy okay. animal type. Yeah, we've had some goats, but they weren't blue. So. Yeah. No, not blue. They're, they're like. <laughs> Tan, you know, they look like they look like animals. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. I'm confused. Thrawn is a Bothan, Bothan or he's not? No, 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 no. Thrawn is a completely different character. He's he's of a race that has only recently been named in the Oh, movie. you're just saying we dive into the, the, yeah. the Bothans in that storyline. Different yes. character. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. different character. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah. And uh, one more really compelling character from that trilogy, and, and I'm just going to hang on to that trilogy for a second, uh, sure. and that's Mara Jade. Um. Mara Jade. I've heard that name. I know yeah, I've heard that name. I, I was really, really excited. I think I've heard that name from you, actually, Brian. <laughs> probably. <laughs> now that I think about it. <laughs> probably. I was really expecting and hoping she would play some sort of role in the sequels, even if it was okay. just by, by mention. Um, because her character, she's, she's a conflicted character. She's a character who doesn't, she doesn't know where she comes from. Does that sound familiar? Uh -huh. um, she's a character who has a, an unexplained connection to the force. Does that sound familiar? Um, you know, and, and she's got a connection to the emperor. Um, that's kind of, she's like a Manchurian candidate. Don't know so, what that is. Uh, an assassin who has been <laughs> hypnotized to do something. Um, oh, okay. To, uh, and like, a the, like the clones, right? Yeah, sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same concept as Order 66 to a point where some some cue would click in her mind and she would go on an assassination spree. Okay. And her main yeah. target was going to be Luke. Okay. She falls in love with Luke. And so it becomes a really, really interesting storyline <laughs> okay. for yeah. her. And, 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 okay. and their, their story actually continued on in the extended universe. She did okay. not disappear after that trilogy. She became a regular character. Um, yeah. and, um, I mean, she was, she was also a compelling character and I could talk about her all night, but I want to give Chris a chance cool. to talk too. So, <laughs> all right. That's awesome. And, and what a cool name. Mara Jade is yeah, a great, man. It is a great, great it really is a good, it's a good Star, Star Wars name. Wars yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. You got, you got two types of Star Wars names. You got the really goofy Star Wars names and then you've got some good ones. Um, <laughs> like, there, look, like Lobaka. A few that are both, right? Yeah, there's some there's some bad ones in the books. There really oh, are. Man. But oh man, <laughs> it, and and look, as much as I love them, some of this legend stuff is bad. It's I mean, it's just campy, and and honestly, those are some of my favorites. Um, so. Real quick about the Bothans, that reminded me one of the, one of the things I did the most, and actually uh, why I did poorly in my first year of college. Um, <laughs> I, started, I started playing uh, Star Wars Galaxies, which was an MMO, kind of like oh, World of Warcraft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before Wild I played Wild that Wild. for a little bit, just to suck, just will eat your time yes. and give I mean, you nothing in return you, for it. You literally <laughs> worked. You worked. You had to work in the game. I had to go and like make fuel to go put in my harvesters to harvest stuff. It was a nightmare. I mean, I loved it, but it was a nightmare. Um, but uh, I would say my number my number one thing, and it was the thing I was hoping the most I would get out of the trilogy. I mean, the, the Disney trilogy um, is the Jedi Academy stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, okay. because what you, what you're talking about is now, are these the video games, or is this this a book series too? There's a book series, Jedi Academy book series. Um, okay. All right. Although you could make the argument that the the, the Jedi Knight games uh, Je uh, were one of them is called Jedi Academy. I think it's Jedi Knight Two Jedi Academy. Jedi Knight 3. Jedi Knight 2 is Jedi. Jedi Knight 3? Okay. Um, great games. Okay. Got it. Um, oh, right, because Dark Forces 2 is Jedi Knight. And so Jedi Knight 2 is yeah, probably whatever yeah. you just said. Jedi Outcast and, and then, then 3 right, is Jedi Academy. Right, 3 is Academy. Okay. Um, right. but, but the idea is the same in that the last Jedi that had any training that was left was Luke. So what is Luke going to do? 
He has sure. to go and train new people. Um, yeah. And so, you know, there's a lot of the books that deal with him trying to find students, you know, th- for him to, to train and then him setting up an actual uh, academy or school for the Jedi. And then, of course, the issues. And, and look, uh, eight talks about it. You know, it, he's he's training people. Right. And then he decides to. I be wasn't like, sure if I was going to ask. I was thinking in my mind, should I mention eight in this context eight, or will the, I yes, Chris I, off? <laughs> no, I didn't. I mean, I, I enjoyed seeing that. I don't. I don't like the okay. direction they took Luke in it, but I, right. I, I enjoyed you know at least seeing that that part of it. But um, to me, that had to be the next step, right? That's what the the Jedi did. They they took people. They they trained them to have more Jedi so that they could be a good a force for good in the in the universe. Um, there's none left. That's what has to happen. Um, and I found almost all of that to be in, intriguing. My favorite books are are kind of centered around him training in, in the Jedi Academy stuff. Um, and there's, there's a, it's not an actual, I don't think it's a trilogy. They call it the Jedi Academy trilogy. Uh, Cause it's all kind of similar, you know, the same storyline. I just don't know if it was released as a trilogy. I think it was two different writers or something like that. Um, but that is, and there are, there are campy parts. There are, there are bad ideas in it, but that, that's probably my, my favorite of the, uh, of the legends. Um, and it's just, awesome. that's, I think that's, you know, and I mentioned, when I was talking about five, I love like Luke training with Yoda and stuff, Luke learning how to use his abilities. So um, that that kind of stuff, you know, him, some kids struggling to do something or, you know, or, or struggling against the, the dark side and Luke's there to try to, to correct him and help him. And all of that is uh, just, that, that's where it had to go. And that's what I like. And I, I thought we'd get more of that in the, the new trilogy. Yeah. Well, it's not too late. Maybe the next movie they're going to announce because we're right now we're kind of sitting, uh, depending on when you're listening to this podcast, um, we're sitting in, in a lull where we don't know what's next for Star Wars. You know, nine has come out and they have talked about basically nothing but Disney Plus shows. <laughs> yeah. uh, and so that we Which know some Disney Plus material. Out of park. Yeah, Mandalorian yeah. is very good. Okay, Great. good, good. I'm glad y'all like that. All right. Um, very cool. Well, let's. Uh, if you're, are you ready for the next one, Chris, or do you want me to go ahead and let Brian go again? I, I can go. I can keep going. Okay. Um, keep going. Let's hear your next one. I don't think this would. Yeah, I guess with 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 modern canon, this won't matter at all. Uh, I told you I'm a sucker for for happy endings, right? Um, yeah, yeah. So, and, the, and I'll say this before you get into it: I love a sad ending. Like oh. the sadder, the sadder a movie makes me, the more I like it. Like if I just go out of a movie feeling like garbage, like I'm like, that was a good movie. It was good. I feel like I wasted I feel, my money when I, I did feel that. horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I, my, my wife and I went, and I know this is off topic a little bit, but we went and watched the movie in the theater called Open Water, where two divers or it's a couple that's out on a vacation or whatever, and they get left behind by the dive boat. And movie right there. And they just Forget get like. About it. Eaten by sharks or whatever, and they then they die. That's the way the movie ends. And I was just oh, so mad yeah. about that because I didn't know what I was getting into. Um, yeah, no, it's but, it's worse than that, Chris, because because it's like little bits the whole time. They just like the ocean creatures yeah. just sort of chip away at Chipping them, away at the dude, little by yeah. little. All these yeah. little creatures, and eventually at the end, it's all these little tiny sharks that just like eat them one nibble at a time until yeah. they're dead. It's, it's horrible. A, it's a terrible. Don't movie. See that movie? You will never want to step foot in the ocean again <laughs> so, so you left happy out of that theater i, I, I don't understand you man <laughs> glutton for punishment glutton for punishment i, I guess so um, <laughs> no, but I on the note- horrible which is why i actually don't like the movie very much 
<laughs> no, it wasn't very good. Anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, so on that topic of happy endings or whatever, uh, all of the stuff with with Han and Leia uh, in the in the books is. I mean, coming into The Force Awakens, as much as I like The Force Awakens for the emotional side of it, for me, uh, <laughs> Han and, and Leia being divorced and he's back to doing whatever he was doing just didn't, it, it didn't work for me um, just because I wanted them to be together. I wanted them to be to be uh, happy or whatever. Um, so a lot of the books deal with, with their relationship, uh, their kids that they have. Uh, and some of it even goes like really deep into, into them, you know, uh, I mean, they get they get older and they start to train and everything. Three else. of them. Oh yeah, yeah. Jason, and Jaina, and Anakin. Yes, there's the twins and then another Anakin. one later. Really? Okay. Anakin Solo. Yeah. Yes. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. And I love just I love that stuff. I, I love. I mean, even when the kid, there's a couple books where the the kids are young and they find themselves in trouble, but because they've kind of got some force, you know. So, I mean, some mm-hmm. they're, they're strong in the force and and they're figuring it out and and using that using those abilities to get out of the scrapes that they get into i I love that stuff one of the things i liked about the original thrawn trilogy is that leia was expecting their first twins throughout the entire trilogy Uh, and there was there was actually a threat there as well to her uh because there was a a, there was a dark force element that was introduced into the story i just i don't want to tell too much without giving everything away to these stories and talking about them all night long um, but she was she was at risk um, in, in the story, and so there was a, a lot of of weight about Leia and these twins that she's expecting in that trilogy too. So there was there was a lot of danger there, uh, and that was and and, and I, I want to echo what Chris said about Han and Leia. One of my my other favorite books, and I, I I had to look it up, is actually one of the books you guys have already seen the the episodes with like the the Night Sisters um, and everything on Dothamir. Is that no. right? Have you guys gotten that far yet? Okay. All right. Well, I don't want to spoil too much, but they are the, there's there's characters in the Clone Wars that are introduced in the book, The Courtship of Princess Leia. Um, and The Courtship of Princess Leia is one of my favorite books because throughout the book, Han kind of assumes that everything is great with their relationship until suddenly she is swept off her feet by somebody else. He spends the whole book clumsily yet still in his Han scoundrel, um, suave, charming way, working to regain her affection and solidify the relationship. And that book ends with their marriage. And it, okay. it's just, it's such a fun book to read because every time I read it, I find myself laughing and I find myself going, go Han, go Han, you know? <laughs> uh, and, and then at the very end, it, it's just like we would expect them to be at the end of Jedi. They are okay. they are together and they are happy. And then we see that continued on with the Thrawn trilogy, where they're expecting their children and 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 how that changes Han. Actually, how Han develops from this this loner to a a, a husband, a father, a parent of three. Um, it's it's a really compelling storyline and something that actually has has had a lot of impact for me when I became a father uh, in some mm-hmm. ways. And I kind of began to understand some of those the depths of those emotions that they really dive into in those books with, with Han and his, his change. Um, and suddenly there is someone in, in the galaxy that is way more important than me. It used to be just me and me alone. Now it's my wife and my kids. Mm. That's a compelling story. Cool. Yeah, that's cool. And cool that they, uh, they're expecting twins because yeah. it, it makes sense, right? Genetically. Mm-hmm. It's neat. 
and they become they become the first uh, uh, students admitted to the Jedi Academy. Oh, okay. Luke Great. does train them, all three of them. All right. It's all coming together. All right, Brian, let's hear uh, let's hear your second one. Uh, well, that was my second one. Courtship of oh, Princess okay. Leia. Okay, got it. <laughs> got it. I thought you were just riffing off of Chris's. I was, but uh, I kind of used it. You got but you, you went it's right se- into it. Well, then let's segue. hear your third one. Segue. Yeah, <laughs> that was a great segue. I didn't even notice it. That's the best kind of segue, except when you're the host and you. Know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brian. Let's hear your third one then. Um, so my third one would actually be the. Uh, the Rogue One Squadron series. Um, okay, this is that, Luke's Luke's Tie Fighter troop, right? Right, and, fighter, and, and, it's, and, and it has really nothing to do with Luke anymore. Luke has has okay. retired from the Alliance, and he's off teaching kids at the Jedi Academy and finding Jedi, okay. and, and and really worrying more about the, the Jedi side of the galaxy. Yeah, because Jedi, this is this is uh, what the video games are based on, right? But Luke mm-hmm. is in the video game, at least the sixty four game. I'm pretty he sure is, you're I, you are Luke. Those no. games, I think, take place still what would be during con- the, the Galactic Civil War, the original trilogy. Uh, oh, okay. The, okay. the Rogue One series squadron books that I'm talking about are post. Um, Got it. Post, okay. uh, post-trilogy. And um, in those books... And so this Wesley, is like the elites, right? This is like the best pilots. Yes, and, and, and the really key character of it all is Wedge Antilles. Oh, cool. Wedge yeah. becomes the leader of Rogue Squadron. And so you get to, to kind of... Find out more about this character who who you see in a cockpit twice. Yeah. You know, you see him in in a couple of different movies. Um, I don't think you ever see him in Empire, um, but you 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 do see him in in New Hope and in in Jedi. And mm-hmm. um, he's there at the very end of Jedi. You know, at the very tail end of Jedi, they're celebrating down there on Endor, and there's all the main characters, and one of them is Wedge. And it's kind of like, why don't we know more about this guy? And you really get to explore Wedge and this this crew and how they've, they've bonded over the rebellion and how they're continuing to work for the betterment of the, of the new Republic. Um, and so they're, they're, they're kind of like the people on the front lines. They're the first ones to go out and explore anytime that there's like, um, you know, an unusual um, discovery in the galaxy or they get a report of something crazy. Yeah. That's that going on somewhere. Like yeah. That. So they're like, they're explorers that are going out there and finding sure. out oh, what, what is happening here. And you yeah. get this whole different dynamic of characters, a bunch of characters who aren't in anywhere else in the Star Wars series. And they have, they've developed like, uh, at the very beginning, we were talking about, um, uh, the, the Ewoks. And I just kind of went, yub, yub. That's a line out of one of those books. One of those guys looks at Wedge Antilles and goes, yub, yub, commander. You know, it was a joke about the Ewoks because he was, he was yeah. like, oh, we don't have, do we have to go back there? You know, <laughs> um, it was, it was, it's, it's, a, it's a book. It's filled with levity. But they're filled with uh-huh. creative storylines and a completely different. It's it's not the main characters. It's not Luke and Leia and Han and Chewie and three PO and R two and and it has nothing to do. There's very little, if any, Jedi storylines or Force storylines. Every now and then they'll mention, you know, that all that is going on and 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 the the importance of that to the New Republic to the galaxy. But it's not the central storyline anymore. So kind of like Rogue One, where you've got. Uh, at the movie Rogue One, where you've got very little mention of the Force, and you've got these the uh, the protectors of the Jedi Temple who who play a role. Every now and then, you get little characters who show up like that in the Rogue Squadron series. But it's a series of like ten, twelve, thirteen books. There's a lot of them, um, and I really only read about six or seven of them. 
and they were just fun books to read. They were quintessential cool. Star Wars in the vein of the original films, without a doubt. Great books, great, books, cool. great stories. All right, Chris, let's hear it. I mean, I guess to, to segue, I'm going I'm to also try to segue off of his. Um, <laughs> Thank you for uh, warning me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll remember that in the future, Cliff. I need a segue. Let's this turn. is a segue. <laughs> so, so Brian, they're talking about not you know, a like, mode of transportation. <laughs> talking about quintessential Star Wars stories. That I guess, and I know, I know this is kind of a cheesy answer to why I like the legend stuff so much, but it's that it is, it's building on all the things that you get a little bit of in the, in the movies, right? Um, you, there's, there's the whole race, you know, of, of huts, you know, job is not the only one and, and, and they still wield power and you dive into, into their history somewhat and, and how they get to, to be where they are and what they can do. It's just, it's just diving deeper into all those stories and giving you more of it. And uh, because of the nature of writing books with a bunch of different authors and trying to, to fit themselves into something, uh, you do get some, I'll, I'll give some bad with the good. You, you get some campiness, you get overpowered things that don't make any sense. Like how would this thing have been hidden away that the, the, the emperor created? Like, why wouldn't he have used that? Right. If this thing exists that can destroy, uh, you know, uh, another planet, why was this, forgotten and, and kind of separate so much. So there's definitely plot holes and things like that, but I'll take just about anything that dives further into show me more star Wars. And that's basically what the majority of the books are. They're a good time. Um, I will say the wedge stuff, I mean, wedge shows up a lot and uh, it's just mm -hmm. great to, to see these characters that were there, you know, you know, they're there, but you don't know much about them on Mothma wedge and all this, and then have them pulled back in and, and uh, you know, play more of a central role. And uh, yeah, it's, cool. it's, it's just, uh, I mean, honestly, more Star Wars is probably the answer to why I like the legend stuff so much, which is one of the failings I had with, I don't feel like seven, eight, nine did anything new, you know, um, mm -hmm. as much as I like seven, it's just a remake of four. And I mean, eight had some strange ideas. Uh, I mean, we know my opinions on eight, um, but it had some strange ideas, but I don't think that it, it's all the same stuff. They didn't really branch out into newness, I guess. And, and that's what I liked about the, you know, I'd read something new in a book and I'm like, Oh man, I never, I never thought that that could, could be possible. Like there's a story about these uh, force users that, uh, that Luke runs across that are in order for them to prove that they are proficient in the force. They can't turn their lightsabers on unless they use the force to do it. And, uh, and, and, that kind of, I mean, I, I know it, does it make a whole lot of sense? Not really, but I like the putting the ideas out there that are a little, a little bit different. They actually end up defeating them because they get into a situation where the force is kind of blocked. So Luke's the only one that can turn the safer on because he's actually got oh, a mechanical yeah. switch. Um, okay. I know Ooh, dumb yeah. and campy, but I love the ideas yeah. of just, let's see what we can do in this sandbox. Cool. I love that. All right. So. Uh, episode nine does have some new stuff, by the way. I, I will watch it. There's this, there's this snake. <laughs> Just wait till you get to the snake. He's new. You've never seen a snake like this before. Never seen a snake. Like, like, <laughs> don't, don't get too excited, Chris. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> Keep the expectations way down here. <laughs> sinking sand. Never had sinking sand in Star Wars before. 
They're mm-hmm. sinking sand. That's new. That is, that's new. Yeah, that's new. They're sinking sand. Yeah. So, so Cliff, real quick to yeah, kind of to Chris's point about why he likes the uh, the legend stuff. You know, that's why I have found the Clone Wars so enjoyable. Because without really ever diving into these books, it's been my way to get that more Star Wars from those little characters and and little things mentioned that, you know, I never would have thought of before, but they're exploring it in this uh, in this Clone Wars series that we're watching through. And so I definitely see what Chris is saying there. And uh, it's why uh, it's why I get through some of the the really, you know, where we rank one to ten. We're like, that's a one. Uh, well, I'm we haven't had any ones, but the we've had some down there. We've been very close. Uh, <laughs> uh, but where I'm still like, hey, I can't wait till next week yeah. because I'm hoping to learn something new. So, yeah. See, that's got that kind of sentiment has me excited to actually start watching it because I've, like I said, I've not watched any of it. Um, actually, I, I think I saw it on TV once, and I was like, oh, that art style is kind of weird. And I left. I just that was it. Yeah, uh, I've watched it. Unfortunately, yes. I've watched through the Clone Wars twice, wow. um, and, and as a fan of the originals and the and the extended universe and, and the the legends, I really love the Clone Wars. Um, yes, it's it's got those episodes that are a two, and there's probably one or two later on that are probably a one that you guys just haven't gotten to yet. Uh, but there are some that are just knocking out of the park tens, um, and especially, and I'll I'll I'll, I'll say this. Having seen the news, the newest season that was released on Disney Plus just recently this year, man, this year? wow, that was—I mean—that was a fantastic way to to actually finish that up and connect all of that together. Um, and, and I'm glad they they took the time in between and, and several years to kind of stop and think about it and let uh, let Dave Filoni kind of marinate on that a little bit because he's a good storyteller. Um, his work on the Mandalorian and the Clone Wars, I, I really think they just need to hand the keys to Star Wars to him at this point. Just, you know, you're in charge, man. Um, cause he's a great storyteller. He tells some interesting stories from unique perspectives. He does do some new things, but he always is trying to keep the, the main idea of Star Wars together. And that is that he's not trying to completely re- reinvent the wheel. I've felt like far too often in the last 20 years, um, that, that, with the the prequels and then then the sequels, we've had way too much trying to reinvent Star Wars, um, and it's it's not just it's not building on what's already there; it's changing what has always been there, um, and that it that's not good storytelling. That's that's revisionist history concept. You know, <laughs> it is. It's it's like people trying to look back at, at, at World War II and say, well, actually, you know, it was about this. It, you you can't rewrite history. And, and that's the way I feel about the original trilogy and what's happened in the last 20 years. But the Clone Wars, Mandalorian, they are, they are, they take the original history and they pay homage to it and then take these new stories and, and manage to make them better. They manage to make them better through compelling storylines, through, uh, great, interesting characters, through a look and an image that, that, that feels more like Star Wars than anything else has. Um, since the originals. Um, I mean, I got to admit, Force Awakens really kind of felt like Star Wars at first, um, but then it felt too much like Star Wars. And it turns out, well, you know, it was the same thing, but in a new package. Um, so I, I, I'm i a big fan of the Clone Wars, and I've, I've really enjoyed listening to you guys uh, 
go through these things. I've got some catching up to do, but uh, it, it has been fun to listen to people who have not gone through it yet. And then I'm sitting there going, oh man, just wait, just wait. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not saying anything else about it. <laughs> you know, I, 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 in the, on that point, I, I think that was my issue with, you, you know, you're talking about these, the guy that did the Clone Wars, and you can kind of tell from it that how much he likes it, right? How, how important it is to him. And and I think that was the issue with 7, 8, 9, honestly. I mean, I like, who, 7 and 9 were J.J. Abrams, right? Uh, yeah. Who I like a lot, but he is a popcorn flick, flashy director that's what he does i mean i love the star trek movies that he did but they're showy right that's what it is and and i i like seven for that reason but it's not deep right it looks great it gives you the feeling but there's not a whole lot of story stuff there uh eight is an an issue because of its director i mean i've seen some of the other things he does he likes to be a little provocative and and to cause uh i think he said some things before like he doesn't want anybody like he'd never create a movie where everybody left that liked it because it's not challenging enough or whatever. I don't know if that's the right guy to have for Star Wars. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah. You know, he tries to be deep or tries to push the envelope a little bit. And so I think that's why we ended up where we are. I, I, I would love to have somebody who's just a fan of the material get put in. And nobody's going to do that. It's worth too much money for them to risk it, I think. But I'd love to see. And I, and have you I, seen I, Knives I, Out, Chris? I have not seen Knives Out. Knives Out, fun. Ryan Johnson. Mm, he's good. He's good. It'll redeem we, him. We saw that you. one, didn't we, so. Cliff? Yeah, I think we did. I think we yeah, did. that was a, that was fun. We're saying late oh. night movies before the virus <laughs> oh, destroyed all of our lives. Back in the know. good times. I I, I, I do want to say this too. <laughs> did you? I, John? Uh, about three weeks ago, I fell asleep watching Knives Out. So uh, <laughs> I fell asleep. Really? <laughs> I did. Okay. All right. Oh, oh man, awesome. it, better in the theater, I guess. I I do want to yeah. to give a a big plug though, and say when you guys all finish Clone Wars, give Rebels a shot, give Rebels a chance for sure. Uh, that was one show that when they started making it, I I also kind of sat there and hung my head and said, oh, I just don't see that going well, until somebody just happened to give me. They gave me a copy of the pilot episode on DVD. It was really for my kids. And I was like, well. I'm not going to say no to the boys on this. It'll be something fun for them to watch. I got sucked in. I, I mean, I was sitting there going, what? Mm. This is, it's the same guy. It's Dave Filoni who does the Clone Wars and Mandalorian as well. Okay. And cool. He just, he tells a great story that is the birth of the rebellion. Got it. And it's, it's, it's fascinating. It's now, just, I think Rebels is some of the absolute earliest new canon content, right? Because they they started coming out with Rebels, I believe, right after they reset the canon in 2014. Yes. So a lot of bitterness toward Rebels out there. Yes. <laughs> well, yes. you know, before we started filming, we were talking about uh, Shadows of the Empire, right? For the N64. Yeah. Oh, so Did that get decanonized or, or not? Oh, because yeah, it's not canon. Like I wasn't sure because it happens in between what five and six, right? I think. Uh, yeah, it's not based on the Star Wars timeline. It's based on the that what what's actually produced. They basically said everything that is not a movie, a, well, one of the numbered movies, yeah, um, or the Clone Wars cartoon is out. And there okay. may have been like one other thing, but it was it's pretty much just that. And everything else is no longer canon. Um, and and let's be real, you know, re- you talk about rewriting history, Brian. <laughs> 
when you're going to make billions of dollars rewriting history, <laughs> you rewrite history. <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll admit they got my money. I, 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 I went. <laughs> I own them all. <laughs> I, I do. Guilty. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I guess we, what were you saying about shadows? Just that you thought it might still be canon or was Yeah. I just wasn't sure if, if they had, had oh, left okay. that one alone since where it fell in the timeline. Um, yeah. yeah. I'd love to okay. see some more stuff with, what was his name? Dash. Uh, Dash Rindar. Dash Rindar. Rindar. Yeah, yeah, man. He was awesome. I don't really remember. Another good that. name. Another good that name. That is a great name. Great. Oh, um, <laughs> piece of trivia. The, the ship that, it, that he flies in that, um, there is a ship that is based off of that in Clone Wars. Oh, cool! Anakin and and uh, and Ahsoka fly it quite a bit. Okay, I have to keep on the lookout. I don't really remember what it looks like. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of like si- it's one of those sideways like ships, right? It probably yeah, looks yeah. like six polygons. You know? Yeah, it's not. <laughs> it's not identical. It's like four triangles put together. <laughs> it's not identical, but it's clearly based off of that design. So it's an homage to Shadows of the Empire. Love Shadows of the Empire. Those, those are some good, good memories for me. Honestly, if you if, if any of you guys do play any games, I think that the newest um, Jedi game from EA, uh, Fallen Order, Fallen Order Fallen is Order. Is, is quite good. I like okay. the story of it. Have you guys played my, that one? My plan is to play it after we finish watching the Clone Wars because I think it takes place kind of right after all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I thought it might be a good way to kind of segue in plot-wise where I'm, I'm, I've got all the context in my mind from the Clone Wars cartoon. Yeah, it's not bad. It's kind of like the aftermath of there's no more Jedi kind yeah. of thing. You know? Right, yeah. It's cool. I'm yeah, excited it about it. like an awesome it's, game. It's a good one. And then they, uh, the new, they just announced the Squadrons. Did y'all, did y'all see Squadrons? Yep. Looks Very much cool. looking forward to that. Say what? Yeah. yeah, there's a new game coming out. Um, I, I'm... I'm uh, very cautiously, slightly optimistic about it. I'll say that, but uh, it's a, it's, it's kind of like a, it seems like a sort of a spiritual successor to uh, maybe the Rogue Squadron type games. Oh man, those it's were my all fighter pilots. I, I played the original all in '64 and the, the GameCube. Mm-hmm. I love those games. Those were my favorite. It's a little bit of a, little bit of a smaller scale game too. Now there is going to be a single player. And I was pretty disappointed with Battlefront 2's single play. I thought it was just not not great. It was just kind of boring. Um, and uh, I liked it like right at the beginning. Aiden Verso, I think that's her name. Pretty cool character. And then it just fell apart for me pretty quick. But I finished it, but it was very, very much going through the motions. And, and I'm a little concerned that the plot of Squadrons could be just as bad. I'm hoping they've learned their lessons. And hopefully they'll pull some of that Fallen Order passion into it and, and come up with a good plot but um yeah but i love i love flying ships and shooting down tie fighters so yeah man yeah being able to jump back and I forth to think in the story they said you'd be playing as both a, a rebel fighter and a and, and from the empire so you get to oh, see both cool. sides yeah, in the single in the single player and then but i do think most of the game's based around the multiplayer so i think single yeah, player yeah, yeah. is going to be pretty short and it's not even a full price game it's like a it's like i think it's going to come out at 40 bucks yeah, like they're yeah, they're in so so. But yeah, I'm so optimistic. It might be a little smaller scale. Yeah, deal. I'm optimistic. I'm trying they're to keep my hope, my expectations in check here. They said they're not going to be microtransacting the game. 
So yeah. you're not gonna it's EA, so that's a surprise that they're not yeah. gonna be. Um and then right, they have full VR support. They'll find a way, Chris. <laughs> they say uh, that, but you just wait. You're probably right. <laughs> they are gonna monetize uh, the junk out of that thing. But they they put the ways that you haven't even conceived of yet. <laughs> it's probably yeah, you're right. Um but I mean, they put an effort in. They're 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 making the game fully VR compatible. So if you've got like a PlayStation View or like an Oculus Rift or something, you could. Oh, cool! Okay. I mean, fly in the ship basically. To me, that's mm-hmm. that means they're not just cat, you know, phoning it in a little bit. I think uh, so. Cautious optimism, I think is. All right. Last thing I want to do before we go uh, is I want both of you all to to say what direction. And and you can pull from legends if you want. You know, you've talked about how you'd like for them to just come up with new stuff. So maybe you want them to just leave the legend stuff alone going forward. But we know nothing about the next Star Wars movie. What do you want it to be? What do you? What would you like to see them do, Chris? What could pull you back in and get you passionate about new Star Wars content again? If you see a trailer, what what direction of movie? What plot? What character? At this, at this point, because of what they've done that's all got to stop. Like, like you cannot don't do something with Ray. I mean, I think Ray's a fine character. I, yeah. I, I don't like exactly what they, the way they handled her and everything, but don't try to forward that or Finn or anybody uh, as much as some of those characters have a possibility of being good. Uh, I think at this point, just leave all that behind, start fresh. Uh, I think you've, you've got plenty of opportunity to do a Jedi Academy sort of thing. I mean, of course, Luke wouldn't be, doing it um unless he didn't actually die by forcing himself to death um oh so you mean a jedi academy like that takes place after nine yeah just move further down the down the field and and i mean i assume whoever's left right if it is uh has to start training new jedi i mean you that's that's what they do uh so i I would like to see uh something something along those lines i think that's the only thing they can could really do. Or I do like the idea of just smaller stories. I, I think, um, I, I hate to call Rogue yeah. One a small story. It's not, but yeah, yeah but it, no, it it's, is. it's, it's contained. Standalone. Yes, it's standalone and contained. And, and maybe that's the route they should go. Have individual movies kind of like they're, they've done with Solo and, and Rogue One. Um, yeah, and, and they had to introduce a bunch of throwaway characters because everybody died. Yeah. Oh, spoiler yeah. alert. Sorry, guys. Yeah. But everybody <laughs> You Every didn't know that so. and you're listening to this, go watch Rogue One. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right, right. I'm sorry I spilled it, but, you know. Moving forward, it okay, my number one beef, I don't want to see R2-D2 or C-3PO anymore. <laughs> okay. I, I just, I, I, I love you. them. Yeah. I love them as for what they were. I don't love them anymore. Uh, they, they've worn out their welcome. Uh, they're, they're not being used in the same way with the same brilliance subtle comedy that they were uh they, they've lost their charm subtle uh, brian subtle comedy it wasn't subtle, <laughs> it wasn't subtle. <laughs> no hey, don't don't, subtle don't call me a mindless philosopher you <laughs> overweight glob of grease you know uh, that that was a good line okay yeah, yeah, yeah this is yeah, such yeah. a drag you know I'm what subtle comedy that was not good lines some subtle com- <laughs> comedy in the original trilogy you're right yeah. by the time we got to the prequels overt <laughs> <laughs> no, and that's what I'm talking about. It, okay, it, okay, that okay, nature. Anything from the prequels it. to the sequels, those guys they've worn out their welcome. Um, right. So I just don't want to see. I, I I really don't want to see any of the old characters anymore. Uh, I would like to see new characters, but new characters that aren't trying to 
completely reconnect their lives to the original characters. Something that is, is like Chris said, down the road, down the road. So Luke and Leia and Han, they are a memory and they will be, they will be remembered. They are not forgotten in the galaxy. Um, neither is the struggle, uh, between the rebellion and the empire, but it is not the defining element anymore. And that's one of the things I love about the Mandalorian. You know, we have not heard anything about any of those characters in that first season. Not a single right. one. There has been mention of the New Republic. There's been mention of a, of a character who participated in the Rebellion. I really liked her. She was a great character. Um, and, and, and things like that. Those are the kinds of characters that, that, that were kind of, they were in the background. They were all in the meeting room there in, um, uh, in Jedi. You know, when they were having the meeting, getting ready to have the battle, those, those other characters, they were all there at the battle, uh, of Endor, but we didn't get to hear their stories. Um, those other characters that aren't our main characters are, are, they're, they can be just as compelling. They can have just as interesting stories. I mean, you gave that example already with Wedge, right? In yeah, the books. Like exactly. Exactly. I mean, he was such, a, I really wanted to see, that kind of thing. I was really hoping that Rogue One, the film, would kind of pay a little more homage in some ways to some of those books. And, and obviously it couldn't looking back on it. And so I was, I was kind of glad they took the direction that they took. But nonetheless, those kinds of stories, those, those other stories that we didn't, we haven't gotten to hear so far that aren't telling the conflict of Luke Skywalker or Anakin Skywalker and the Emperor. They gotta go. They got to go. They can still play a background role, but it's got to be way in the background. Yeah, It's got to be in the background. Or you go all the way back and you do some old Republic stuff, which I also like. That would be cool. But I don't think old they're going to do Republic? it. Yeah, man. Like a thousand years ago. Yeah. Not to the old Republic. Don't do that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that, it's, it, if it can be compelling in a video game. Don't Revan is cool. I think you can make that same story uh, <laughs> into a movie. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. so our audience doesn't know, but I've been sitting here as we've been having this discussion with my Star Wars, the essential guide to characters book from 1997 <laughs> that, that yes. is a, a canonical, uh, book itself. And it mentions several characters from the old, old Republic going back several thousand years prior, because those are characters that were introduced in the comic books in the 1980s, mm -hmm. uh, and in the early nineties. And those would have been some fascinating stories. And then the old Republic. And like the Clone Wars was such this, this mythical thing, this mythical fight between the Jedi that when they, they, they brought that into the prequels didn't seem so mythical anymore. It was way too, I don't know, pedantic. It, it just, it didn't seem to have the gravitas of a war. And I'm thankful that the show, the series has certainly filled that out more. I, I, I think the series has redeemed a lot of that. That's for sure. Um, but I mean, as a, as a kid in the nineties, we always looked back at the clone wars as this, this, this mythical thing that nobody ever really remembered much about. Of course, at the time I wasn't really connecting the reality that Obi-Wan Kenobi had served in the clone wars. So I recognize mm -hmm. that it makes sense that the clone wars happened when it did, but you know, something of that nature where you go back a lot further and explore some of the, the parts of the star Wars universe that they've talked about. The Jedi have, have been this, this thing in the galaxy for so long. And, you know, what was the war with the Jedi and the Sith like? Because there at one point in time, there was this alleged Sith race. 
you know, and then eventually they themselves destroy themselves and we get down to the rule of two. Um, I'm trying not to spoil too much there, either, but you already kind of. Know yeah, I think it's, I've, I've heard it's like the current Sith. And this was even, I think the, the actual race of Sith precedes even the earliest Legends content that was ever produced, right? Because, um, because when you do like the old Republic stuff, the Sith are already gone. And it's just people who like believe in the same ideology that that race of people followed. So, yep. Yep. um, interesting, really interesting stuff. John, I have a question. What's the word pedantic mean? <laughs> pedantic. <laughs> Pedantic or pedantic? <laughs> Gravitas, pedantic? Brian, come on now. Sorry. Who do you think our audience is? <laughs> You're making us all look bad here. Probably appeal to. <laughs> you guys all have iPhones. Just type it in. It'll tell you what you got. <laughs> you have the internet. It, it, it just, some of those stories, you know, they, there's a lot of potential in the old old legends. Um, yeah. The other minds, the other writers that came in provided some fresh thoughts, but weren't trying to completely redo everything like we've had with with recent films. And yeah. I mean, that just it opens up a, a whole new galaxy, a whole new galaxy of possibilities. Yeah, but you like, got to think about it. You got to think about it. I'm sorry, Chris, to interrupt you, but you got to think about it from Disney's perspective. Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, and Harrison Ford are all three still alive. Carrie Fisher obviously is, is not anymore, but uh, hello, you better freaking <laughs> capitalize on that after buying that license because your time is limited. As and so they probably made the right Carrie, business yeah. decision, even though. Yeah, even but though I mean, it's, problems, so. it's like the. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I mean, just because you got the guy oh, there doesn't. That, you're right. That's a great example. <laughs> doesn't mean you should what a do horrible it. Horrible movie. Um, I was going to say the, without the thing I always remember from that movie are the ants, the huge ants. Every time I see ants, I just think of these oh massive, my goodness, yes. dumb looking cartoony <laughs> ants. What that movie looks. It looks terrible. It, it was terrible. Stupid. There's nothing redeeming about that movie. That's a bad movie. Except that, her, except that Indiana Jones discovered aliens and they don't exist, just like the Co- Ark of the Covenant's been gone and, and other things, they don't exist anymore. So, they, you know, <laughs> yeah. in that yeah. regards. Uh, I would say, without trying to spoil it, one, one of the things I like so much about the Jedi Outcast game, the, new, the newest Star Wars game, is it does delve into the, the past stuff, uh, you know, our early races and things like that. That's... Oh, cool. Um, You're talking about the uh, the Fallen Order? Is that what you mean? Fallen Order. Yeah, sorry. Fallen, Fallen Order. order. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, Very cool. It, that's, that's one of the things uh, I like I like about that game quite a bit. Um, and if you haven't played the, the Jedi Knight game, specifically Jedi Outcast, yeah, great one to play. That, that recently got re-released on uh, on Switch, yeah. um, and I might pick it up sometime and play it. It goes on sale for like five bucks sometimes. Yeah, you might as well. It's worth it. May as well. If only I didn't have a queue of 77 games to get through. Yeah, I think I like buying games more than I like playing them, so I just keep buying oh, them. I'm with you, man. I have way too many games, and yeah. I could play. I could just start playing games and not stop for like the rest of my life, and I wouldn't get through them all. Yeah. So they need to just stop releasing games. Let me catch up. <laughs> Sometimes I I I, uh, I fantasize that I have the ability to stop time, and instead of using that for constructive purposes, I'm I'm just gonna freeze the rest of the world. And play video games. That's what I would use it for. That'd be the use of my power. Just be like, everything's frozen except me. 
I'm going to play every video game I can get my hands on. That's not a terrible idea. Now, if you I, would. Not, never never come up with a good use of that power. That is yeah. that is the use I would. That's a good one. I am curious what you and John would, not having any experience with anything past, well, other than like yeah. Clone Wars, what, what y'all would look forward to in, in, a, in movie releases from Disney? Oh, we've, we've gone over this, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried not listening past episode one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> refer to uh to john's background right now we're on a zoom call for listeners and, and john's background is uh darth vader stabbing his lightsaber through captain america's shield um so uh so that's the direction we'd like to see things go okay i think okay. I like it. <laughs> no i'm just joking we didn't re- we were actually serious on that episode yeah, I, I, um so for a serious answer john do you want to where, where do you want to see this go you know, I, all the things that are rumored just have me so excited. Uh, the Obi-Wan stories and, and things like that is, is I think the direction that I would really like to see things go right now. Uh, and, and it's part of what I've again enjoyed so much about this Clone Wars is, is getting deeper understanding about things that are briefly mentioned. Um, and, and you know, a, a well done, a few more well done live action, uh, exploration of characters a little bit more i think is where i would like to see things go next yeah and i I think there's already rumors that this is going to happen but i would love to see a continuation of solo um you know we just movie didn't do well i think the the guy who played i forget his name the guy who played solo in that was signed for three movies um but we've heard nothing about any of the other elric or something right I don't know. Explore anyway. deeper the robot rights movement. No, let's leave that alone. What you're, let's uh, let that die. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. That's okay. the worst part. <laughs> worst part of that movie. Worst part of that movie. Um, let that die along with the, the weird racing creatures on the, the gambling planet of Ape. There's some things we just need to let them die. What a missed opportunity. Why did they use pods there? Can you imagine if it was a pod racing gambling planet? That would just, that would elevate ate so much i Imagine felt like that was an hour on long pods like man oh so good that scene would not end the, the, the casino know, planet would would not stop and i just i just i, I was losing my mind i want to see a pod racing show that's what <laughs> i'm serious a pod you mean like show. days of pod racing like, like, days just, of like NASCAR style. <laughs> like, I want to see anime. You know, that's what I want. I want them to do. Uh, Actually, I'll tell you what. You know that YouTube channel? It's like Star Wars Kids, I think. And they come out with these little clips of the coolest looking stuff. And there have been people who've gone in and pulled things from that and spliced them together and thrown some kind of, you know, silly Japanese song on top of it and said, here's an anime intro. Dude, those things get me pumped. Uh, I would, I'd, I'd just about give a finger. For them to produce uh, a Star Wars anime in that style. Now, when you awesome. say anime, you and mean like real Japanese like, style anime? Yeah, or just just inspired by anime at the very least. I mean, I'd love to see something that's like just crazy over the top, you know, Absolutely. Yeah, big man. eyed freaking out faces when they're when they're fighting. That. I don't <laughs> I mean, know about that. I think I would rather. Dumb. I think I'd rather it be a little more grounded. And, uh, oh no, no, I'd just I hate go, the faces and stuff. In go anime. Crazy I like anime, with but that stuff is the part I like the least about it. Uh, but something with pods. Let's see something with pods. How cool would that be? I love pod <laughs> racing so much. Um, maybe, maybe see a circuit, like see the, see them kind of like you do in, in, uh, 
in the episode one video game on on, on 64 where um you travel all these different planets and they're racing against each other and um how cool would that be i'd love that i'd love to see a standalone uh qui-gon jen yeah qui-gon jen would be cool but you know brian i get the impression he's a pretty boring guy i i, I get the impression he went through a lot to get there though <laughs> yeah because if you think about obi-wan kenobi as as you're learning through the clone wars he went through a lot to get where he ended up as well um, right tattooing um, but the, but that's the thing is like can you imagine the star wars universe if qui-gon jinn had defeated darth maul and raised anakin like i think it'd just be like nobody wants to watch that <laughs> nobody wants no, those happy they're... endings chris nobody wants to watch that happy ending. So I actually read a theory. The tragedy, <laughs> the sorrow. <laughs> I actually read a theory uh, just just the other day that Qui Gon Jinn knew that Anakin would become Vader, and that's why he wanted to train him. Um, and so I don't know. Like he thought he could ward it, stop it, and he could fix it before. No, he was he was all for it in this theory. Um, oh. uh, because he was he was kind of unconventional. Um, and yeah, yeah. So he thought the light side of the force was like out of balance and it needed balanced? Essentially, right. Hmm. That would actually be a cool movie. Um, See that? Yeah, that would be neat. <laughs> okay. All right. I, I, I'm Liam a sucker Neeson. for I'll take conspiracy more, I'll theories. Take more. Liam Neeson can, you know, bring him back, man. Yeah. Wait, is he still alive? Is Liam Neeson still alive? Yes. Oh, yeah. Very much. Okay, good. <laughs> He, he's the one that does that. I will find you. You don't. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Saw the first one of those. <laughs> yeah. You can't handle him. Can't handle him. Yeah. Those movies are intense. That's, that's Liam Neeson. And I don't mean camping. All right. <laughs> Let's uh, wrap this up. Um, if you, uh, you want to email us, you can email us at Star Wars Brothers Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we like iTunes reviews. They make us happy. They make us feel like uh, feel like people are listening and care. And um, hey, we have a suspicion, Chris. Are you our iTunes review? Uh, yes. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm, I'm, I appreciate that so much. Hey, I, I sent an email at one time. I think it ended up in your spam folder. But I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> did you? You sent it actually? Did. Yeah. And it didn't get sent back to it. me either, so maybe I maybe I sent it. To I'll me. look for it. I got a text from you, but you can't text me. I sent an email, man. I sent it. We got an email. Sat down and wrote an email, like to Star Wars Brothers Podcast at gmail dot com. I thought that that's where I sent it, so Did maybe you say I just the sent it Star to Wars it. Brothers Podcast. Maybe. You know, in one of my previous episodes, I said that I forwarded from the Star Wars Brothers Podcast, and I didn't. I, I realized later I didn't, and that was not true. So. You have to actually do Star Wars Brothers podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, it, it never kicked it back to me, so it went somewhere. I'll find it. I'll find it's it. A, we'll it's out it. there in the cloud. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. Guys, thank you so much for doing this. I enjoyed it. Yep. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. fun. I enjoyed the conversation a bunch. Nice yeah. to talk to somebody else who's read some of the legend stuff. I don't, there's yeah, not very right. many of us. Yeah, which, what's, what's crazy is... Uh, I feel like I've, I've read so many of the books. I mean, it's probably 10, maybe a dozen, but like I started looking through the list of books. I was like, Oh, I don't know anything. You know, I haven't, I haven't delved into this at all. There's so many of them. It's been a long time since I've read through all of them. I, uh, my, my oldest son actually is 
reading the newest Thrawn books, which tell Thrawn's origin story. Um, and so I'm really excited to actually read those and kind of get an idea of, okay, where are we going? Because it's written, I think it's also written by Timothy Zahn, who wrote the original Thrawn trilogy. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, I mean, he's such a good character. Like, he's, he's, he's not, it, it's realistic in his, his ability and his power. And, and the threat is, is because it, it's just not, it's not this over exaggerated force of evil that coming after you. It's, it's this kind of measured menacing uh, person and it's realistic. Therefore, I think a lot more compelling, you know, than a lot of the villains we run into. Yeah. yeah. Worth a read. I mean, even if you, you know, even if this isn't going to go any, you know, anywhere for you guys, you're not going to dive deep into the legend stuff. I'd recommend at least that trilogy. Oh yeah. Read it all. Oh yeah. It, it, it'll give you at least an idea where some of us, are coming from, especially when we look at some of the newer stuff. And it's like, man, so many missed opportunities from, from these great stories. I, I really wish they brought Timothy Zahn in as a screenwriter, oh, well, uh, yeah. that he would have made the, the sequels, I think, uh, without a doubt, a grand slam. He's such a cool. good writer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll get, uh, get some good blue character action with, uh, with Avatar first. <laughs> when is that coming out? <laughs> I don't. I don't know that James Cameron knows when that's coming out. I watched it's been a uh, long time. My goodness, what a crazy long development! Are they doing two or three movies? I forget. Last thing I saw was two. Yeah, two more. Two make it a trilogy. Yeah. I just watched Pocahontas the, the with my daughter. Trilogy, yeah. And you mean Avatar? It's. A, it. I mean, I was. I was like, oh my god. It, this is 100% what it is. Avatar is Pocahontas. Yeah. They watch this movie. It's and they a, it's, Av- that's Avatar right. It's a mixture. <laughs> it's a mixture between. Have you ever seen Fern Gully? Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Even even more so, Fern Gully. That that is Fern Gully. After I left the theater, I said that is a mixture between Pocahontas, Fern Gully, and The Matrix. It's like those three blended together because they're they're tapping into the back mm-hmm. of their heads and you know strapping into the to the matrix there yeah oh yeah i don't think anybody's gonna i don't think anybody's excited for a second one i mean it was a flash in the pan i don't know why it was enjoyable to watch in theater but it's not a i'm excited but but because i know it's going to be a super high budget awesome cg film that uses all the new awesome technology out there and like i you know i really only need one element like you can have a great plot and bad everything else. And, and I might be, well, plot, plot is maybe not plot. You could have a great performance, let's say, and a lot of bad stuff in a movie, but that performance can make me still really like the movie. Yeah. Um, you could have a great, uh, you can have great, like looking animation and everything and have a, a crummy story and, and, and bad acting. Um, and, uh, and I'll still enjoy it for the animation. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, uh, but there's, um, there's, there's a lot, I think, to look forward to in the new Avatar movies, even though. Didn't episode two. About the lore. No, no, the lore's not great. Didn't episode two give us Yoda fighting though? Wasn't, wasn't that two? Wasn't that happened? I mean, that's gotta be, that's gotta be worth something. And that's what I'm saying. It's like Avatar's gonna give us some Yoda fighting. When I saw that in in 2002, I cheered in the theaters. Like, I I was like, yes! Yeah, he pulls up in his robe and whoops his 
it was like, yes, it was amazing. But then like when you play with Yoda in like some of the video games, like Battlefront that that came out afterwards, you realize he's an unusable character because all he does is spin around and jump on everything else except his actual, uh, the enemy that he's trying to attack. (laughs) (laughs) And for as powerful as he is, it's like, okay, you, I, okay, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. But it was still fun to watch. It was. <laughs> it was. Nonetheless. And, and now I'll tell you one thing Avatar does great is theme park rides. Uh, that Avatar ride at Disney World is something special. And uh, But Star Wars does it even better. Dude, the new Star Wars ride, guys, is one of the coolest experiences <sighs> I've ever had in my life. Like it's up there with like hiking across the Grand Canyon. <laughs> Maybe not quite that high. But it's it's good. <laughs> we went like five years ago and and missed all like they were we saw that like they were building the floating mountains yeah, or whatever, yeah. but none of it was available at the time. So that's miss. it, right behind me. That's Galaxy's Edge right there. Nice. That's my background. There's the Falcon. And standing next to the the full size Falcon you're going to have when you when you get a chance to come down here you're going to have some moments it'll be emotional walking wow. in the galaxy's edge walking up to the fountain passing by chewbacca uh working on a x-wing man i still can't believe it's cool. been open for over a year and i haven't been able to go yet i want to be there so bad it's going to be a while yet i think yeah well it's at awesome this point time. i'm going to wait till this whole covid garbage is over before everything yeah uh, world like crazy right now but, yeah anyway all right Cliff, thanks for the invite. John, good to see you and and meet you face-to-face. Yeah, absolutely. It's been fun. Appreciate you guys. It was great to meet you, Chris. Good to meet you, Uh, Brian. Again, I guess. (laughs) I mean, uh, I think I literally just said, hey, how you doing? And that was about it. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. See you later, guys. We'll talk to you guys later. Have a good night, guys. Bye. Have you ever seen Fern Gully? Uh, yes. Yeah. Even, even. And with that statement right there, we just lost whatever listener we had.